You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the day of Pentecost, May 31st, 2020, by Ashley Booth, Associate for Youth at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the religious leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you. Three weeks ago, when I was invited to preach this sermon, I had some thoughts on what I might say. I spent a lot of time, and I mean a lot of time, thinking about my opening line, though I will admit to you that it never got good enough to share, not even in this anecdote. So there you have it. You see, today is not just any Sunday, it's Pentecost Sunday. It's a day where we wear bright red and we celebrate the birth of the church as it is recorded in the book of Acts, that first reading that we had today. As I thought about what I might say those three weeks ago, I imagined that I might muse on the absurdity of celebrating a birthday during a worldwide pandemic. I even considered briefly, very briefly, about bringing a balloon to get my point across. Though, I will remind you again that one, I actually hate balloons, so not a good idea. And two, I don't in fact have a balloon with me here today. So you can rest assured that that thought did not make it too far down the idea conveyor belt to the benefit of us all. (laughs) Of course, those three weeks slowly began to trickle into two weeks and then one week. And before I knew it, they had become days, hours, minutes, this very moment. And as I watched that time dwindle before me, I slowly began to realize that it would do me and you no good at all to preach a sermon from three weeks ago. So I won't do that. Rather, my dear brothers and sisters, I greet you on this day, today, Sunday, May 31st, 2020, to be with you near or far as we together bear witness to the inbreaking of the Holy Spirit on this, the holy day of Pentecost. Our story begins in the book of Acts, where we find the disciples together in a room reeling after what has been a wild series of events. 
It all began when the disciples watched Jesus enter Jerusalem to the sound and acclaim, the Hosannas, only to watch him suffer and die on a cross less than a week later. And then three days after that, he's raised from the dead. Alleluia! And then, just now, after being with them for a time, Jesus has once again ascended into heaven, leaving the disciples there in that room. As you can imagine, these events have left our disciples feeling a bit shell-shocked, disoriented, and a little uncomfortable. As I sit together in that room, you can almost feel the tension. There's a thickness to it. It's still almost eerily quiet until it's not. Suddenly, and without much warning, the Holy Spirit rushes in, cutting right through all of that tension and quiet, and she fills the room. It's like watching a long strip of gasoline being ignited by a single match. It's holy chaos. Luke writes that in that moment, divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. Tongues as of fire. This Spirit, in all her might and power, gives these weary, broken-down disciples the power to speak. And not only that, but the power to be understood by the crowd that had gathered at the site. Make no mistake, just as the Spirit dwelled with those disciples, so too did she dwell among the gathered crowds, the gift of understanding being an equal sign of her great might and power. Even so, at this sight, there were those who couldn't quite reckon with what the Spirit was there to do and say. Luke writes that while many were amazed and perplexed, there were others still who sneered and concluded that it could only be explained by drunkenness and debauchery at work. Let's pause here for a moment. My friends, do you see it? Do you feel that same holy chaos, that inbreaking of the Spirit here with us today? We too have experienced our fair share of events that have left us feeling broken down and emptied, haven't we? Perhaps when you logged on this morning or this afternoon, whenever you decide to join, to watch this, you found yourself like those disciples that day, exhausted, weary, and let's name it, maybe even a little angry. In just a few months, it seems our entire world has been upended by a vicious pandemic which has left nothing but death and devastation in its wake. From overwhelmed hospitals and ever-increasing death tolls to unprecedented job loss, I think it's safe to say we're experiencing some chaos, none of it holy, might I add. And for our brothers and sisters of color, this same weariness and exhaustion is only amplified by the slew of extrajudicial murders, like that of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and most recently this week, George Floyd. 
So too, we call, recall the events that took place in El Paso, Texas, less than a year ago, in which a white supremacist fueled by hate and intolerance took the life of 15-year-old Javier Amir Rodriguez along with 21 others who were just trying to shop in peace. These events, while not at all uncommon, have shaken the nationwide conscious of what it means to be black or brown in America. My friends, the spirit sees your weariness, and she has seen those hands of injustice clenched tightly around the throats of the oppressed. And today, she is speaking up. She is rushing in with a wind and fire unlike that which we have ever seen. Slowly but surely, she is unclenching those fists. She's giving voice back to the voiceless, song back to the songless. The spirit is speaking up. Do you hear her? Peter, evoking the words of the prophet Joel, tells it like this. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below in blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, do you see it? That same spirit who was with God in the very beginning, moving mountains and oceans and dry desert, breathing life into the earth. That same spirit who cut through that silence and exhaustion of those disciples as they sat wearied in that room following Jesus' death and ascension. The same spirit who dwelled among leaders like John Lewis, Amelia Boynton, the Reverend Dr. King, as in thousands of others as they marched in 1965 from Selma to Montgomery in pursuit of justice and equality for all. That spirit is here with us today. Do you see it? Can you feel that wind? Do you smell that smoke? Can you taste that fire? Do you hear her people? My friends, she is with you as you struggle to make sense of all that has happened in the last few weeks, months, or maybe even years. She has with your friend who has lost her job and is unsure how she's going to pay rent next month. She dwells among your neighbor who has been told through countless acts of unchecked, unjust violence that his life somehow doesn't matter. Where she hasn't started her own holy fires, the spirit is sitting with those who are consumed by the flames of grief and oppression. And as Mary Oliver so beautifully puts it, what's coming next is coming with its own heave and grace. Hear these words of the Apostle Peter. 
Listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you as you yourselves know. This man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge knowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Did you catch that last sentence? Impossible. Because it was impossible for Jesus to be held by the power of death. My friends, I am here today to tell you that death does not get the last word. You see, it was that spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and breathed a word of power upon those crowds that day. And it is that same spirit who breathes life back into those who we have loved and lost, whether to illness or injustice. It is that spirit who breathes life back into Cindy and Cloda and Jack and Alice and Connie and Anne and Paul and Carl. It is that spirit who breathes life back into Javier Amir Rodriguez, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless others. It is that spirit who brings back breath and life to the breathless. Can you feel it? Earlier I shared with you that I had little interest in preaching a word that belonged to three weeks ago. And though I've spent a bit of time here today with our disciples from 2,000 years ago, or events of this past year, I believe that still holds true. You see, we cannot live in three weeks ago, or three months ago, or even three days ago. There is no going back to what was before. That's true for the disciples, and it is true for us. And maybe that's okay. You see, the Spirit is moving among us with an urgency and a fervor that requires our full and focused forward attention. We cannot let ourselves become lost in yesterday. For what she is doing today, at this very moment, is far too important. The Spirit is moving like a fire through the streets and alleyways in all the broken places. And she is here in this church, and no, I do not mean this building. I mean this church that is gathered here today to bear witness to the bright and burning flame, her mighty and wondrous wind. Do not let her blow on by you. No, let yourself get caught up in that wind. Get caught up in that fire. For you see, the work of the Spirit is far from over. In fact, it's only getting started. Do you see it? For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.